Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you cunty countesses, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and I've already got Carla Wayne right here giggling away, and we're 10 seconds into the show. What's up? Oh, I'm good. You know, I was just thinking it'd be kind of fun to do a, an audio montage of all the, <laughs> the introductions <intros. laughs> that we've done. It'd be pretty cute. One day, maybe I'll do that. One day, one day. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, summer is coming, coming. <laughs> <laughs> and something that goes great with this season is a radical sex witch t-shirt or a tote bag and did you know we have some amazing merch in our etsy store there's all sorts of things in there the link is in the bio and just to let you know like your purchases that you make from us go towards i mean not our retirement yet but um (laughs) we're keeping the show running because there are some costs to uh to getting a show out there so every nickel goes towards that if you could support us it would be awesome And guess what? We have another listener requested show for all of you today. Someone reached out asking us to talk about covens and how to connect with other like-minded women, how to distill all the overwhelming information on the internet and to keep it simple without too many rules. So guess what? We can do that. Yep, we sure can. And um, so this, this is an episode dedicated to creating your own coven. So, you know, in its simplest form, a coven is a group or meeting of witches, and they gather to perform rituals or celebrate festivals. But of course, they can really meet for anything, for support, connection, practices, whatever they like. And um, technically, three witches are needed to make a coven. And I was, I couldn't find anything, but I feel like I read at some point, you know, in the historical research that I've maybe done once or twice on this show, um, (laughs) that... Maybe it was something to do like just that the powers that be would decide that, you know, three women together was a coven and that was a big fat no-no. Mm. So I feel like there's probably something insidious about the number three, um, but perhaps not. But in a coven, you know, the number can vary. It's usually less than 20, though. And I would say, and we're going to get into the details of this, that if you're starting out, I think smaller is better. So the first thing, in my opinion, if you're wanting to create a coven is to get clear. What is it that you want to create? Is it more of a women's circle? Are you incorporating goddess practices or rituals? Or is it going to be, you know, totally witchy and magical? What's your intention? Um, I invite you to sit with it, maybe journal, imagine a meeting, what it would look like. You know, what would you do? What would your role be? Um, What would the other women be doing? you know, what does it look like? Just really get into the whole, all, the whole aspect, all the different aspects of it. And this is going to help you get clear on what it is you want to create. And then also just in that imagining, it helps start to magnetize energetically the women, the right women to join this group that you're wanting to put together. 
So how do you find the right women to join your group? Well, obvious places to begin are with friends who are like-minded. That makes a lot of sense. And it can sometimes be easier to start with a very small group. Let's just say three to four people. Uh, get your grounding in what you want to co-create before inviting others in. That's good practical advice. And your coven will really thrive if you start with a strong core group. The coven is really only as powerful as the people it is comprised of. And so from there, of course, there's social media, but you want to be really clear in any post about what you're creating so that you draw in the right people. And another option is to spend time with groups of like-minded people too, maybe holistic healers, yoga teachers, artists, environmentalists, prostitutes. Comment on posts and make connections. And then maybe you will find others you want to personally invite into your group. Yeah. I think it's wise to start within your own circle. Um, you know, creating creating something like this with with women you know is going to be infinitely easier than doing it with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really getting your grounding and then inviting others in from there. I mm-hmm. think that's I think that's actually how I would. I would do, I would do it. And then one other piece I'll mention about this is that sometimes when we think about creating something like this, like there's a big worthiness piece that can come up, you know, do I have the confidence to do this? Uh, Am I, you know, is there going to be perceived competition is, you know, there's always the shadow aspect. We talk a lot about this on this show. Mm -hmm. So I invite you to also, when you're imagining this, like just, just notice where some of those shadows might be. Um, and do some of that worthiness work so that you can step into a place. Like if you're wanting to be in a coven, it's, this is a place where you own and hold your own power and you support other women to do the same. Mm-hmm. So t- taking, like doing that work yourself, I think is really, really important to create such a really solid foundation, uh, for, for the coven, for the group. Agreed. Okay, well, you agree. So that's perfect because the next step is creating agreements. (laughs) So I feel like agreements are so important because they give clarity. They let people know how they're supposed to behave, what to expect, and that creates safety in the group for everybody. So I'm going to just share some agreements that I have used. Um, I've used them in women's circles and goddess circles, and I would also use them in a coven. So I'll just go through this list. Now you could modify this in any way that you want, but here, here's the kinds of things that I've included. So the first one is obvious, but always worth saying everything that you share within your circle uh, in the space of a coven is confidential. You never share anything outside of that space unless you have permission of the person sharing. Um, I, I always invite women to come into a place of what's known as empty presence. So instead of being guided by the mind, which is a much more kind of like masculine way of being, but to actually drop more into the body, maybe the heart, the womb. And women don't need to know what this means. They just need to have a willingness to, to step into the more feminine way of relating and being in presence with one another. It's also really important to have agreements about disagreements. So there will be conflicts or disagreements or people not behaving in certain ways. And so you have rules where everyone speaks only to their own experience and can respectfully challenge someone by asking questions, but there's no personal attacks allowed ever. And if needed, you can discuss that in a group um, or it can be done privately, but it's really important to actually just be clear. Like if there's a disagreement, how are we going to handle it? 
And that actually just in itself dissolves a lot of disagreements. I bet. Um, Sacred witness. So I'm a big believer that nobody needs to be fixed, changed, or advised. Um, And that when, especially when you're in a coven or a circle, you're there to be the sacred witness of people's transformation. So you listen and you respect others when they're talking and you don't need to give your opinion unless it's asked for. Self-authority. I really huge believer in this. You don't need anyone's permission in your circle or your coven because everybody is in a circle of equals. So even you might be leading it, there might be a leader or facilitator, but everybody is equal. And it's really important that everybody knows that and feels that. So if someone doesn't want to participate, then they're free to do that. Like everything needs to be in alignment with their deeper knowing and calling. And then the final one, as I always invite people to go the distance, you know, with what we're doing and, and each other. So in any endeavor in life, you get out of it what you put into it. So the more you mm-hmm. participate, um, the stronger it is. And the power of the circle and the coven really depends on the occlusion of every individual voice. So the more you bring to your of yourself into the space, the more powerful um, it's going to be. So yeah, I feel like agreements are really important. They take they take time to put together, but um, I think that they're really, really helpful. And then one more that I might add specifically for a coven, I would add something about any magic or spells or rituals that you're creating would only and ever be in anyone's highest and best good, right? So that the intention is is always positive. And, you know, at your first meeting, you definitely would go over the agreements, but it can be helpful to just do them every single time because the reinforcement's helpful. And certainly anytime somebody new joins, you would repeat the agreements. And the way I do it is I read them out and then I just get everybody to raise their hand in agreement and then move to the next one. It goes really quick. Yeah, that's smart because like I could easily see if you didn't do something like this, that like there'd be power struggles or ego trips and, you know, and, and chaos. But I, yeah, reading that every time and be like, oh, thank you for the reminder. So I don't be an asshole. Yeah, like, that would be super beneficial to me. <laughs> <laughs> So then after this, you're going to want to come up with a format and flow for the gathering. Uh, This is only limited by your imagination. And it's very difficult to improvise a whole gathering, especially when you're new. So having a framework is pretty important. We're creatures of habit. Knowing how a gathering will unfold lets everyone relax and participate more. So here's one possibility. So welcome and sharing of the gatherings theme, like why you're why you're there, what you're going to be doing today, and what we just went over, your agreements. Then calling in the directions, elements, ancestors, and guides, um, guided meditation or some kind of dropping in, and then creating intentions of the rit- for the ritual. Then you're going to perform the ritual, and this could be a ceremony, creating a spell, making something magical, anything. Personal sharing time should be followed up with that by holding space for each other. And then maybe some music, song, dance to close ritual or ceremony and transmute what needs to be released. And then you want to thank those elements, directions, guides, and ancestors and formally close the circle. And then, hey, you know what? Every gathering should always end with enjoying some food, drinks uh, in a more like informal setting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like, that is one that, you know, there's infinite possibilities Um, But it's nice to have some kind of structure and flow. 
And the actual content may vary week to week, but there's still, you know, there's a, there's a very a clear beginning. There's a very clear end. And that in itself, like that, this is part of what witches do is like when you're creating ritual and you're creating ceremony, like there's, there are all of these pieces that then everybody learns from, and then they feel when there's that repetition, it will really actually um, increase the likelihood that other people will participate and take that leadership themselves because they kind of know what to expect and how to put their own flavor into it. Flavor. Flavor. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about facilitation. So technically, uh, the high priestess is the traditional term for the coven founder, but you can call yourself whatever you'd like, of course. Grand Um, high pussy. (laughs) Ooh, that's the GHP, (laughs) the grand high pussy. Wow. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm visualizing the crown and her staff that she walks in with. And it's just a vulva. There's a giant, I know it's giant Your forehead on the top of your, of your staff. Yes. Okay. I'm getting distracted. So I've got a costume in mind. She got a really excited look on her face. I I just know that she was just like, the ideas are infinite. (laughs) Okay. Um, right. Where was I? All right. The high priestess is the traditional (laughs) term for the coven founder. Yeah. You can call yourself whatever you want. Um, and you might decide that everyone's going to take a turn in the leader's role but I do suggest at the very beginning, just let one person step into the role until you kind of all get your feet wet and you you have a rhythm and you kind of decide what works, what doesn't work, all of those things. Because not only is the person, that person, the leader for the actual, you know, gathering, but there's the organization and the coordination and there are all kinds of pieces with that. So it, it you know, it extends beyond the actual event. Um, and it's important. One person has to do all of those things. So, you know, once the coven gets going, people will be eager to help and share their talents. You don't need to be an experienced facilitator to lead a coven gathering. I really want to emphasize that. Um, You can have notes. You can be nervous. I still get nervous leading stuff. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you're all there with the same intention and you can just allow yourself to be playful and and mess things up from time to time, it's all good. Um, And... Even if you're stepping in as the leader, as the, um, what did you say? The high grand pussy? Grand high pussy. The grand high pussy. Thank you. I have to say it like that. With too. that voice. Yes. <laughs> Even if you are the grand high pussy, uh, <laughs> you do not need to lead the whole gathering. So, you know, you're organizing it. Maybe you're bookending the front and the, the top, the beginning and the end, but you can invite people to be responsible for one small part. And you're going to quickly discover that everyone in the coven has different and very um, important talents. So often people are shy. You often have to give people a bit of a nudge to share their talents, um, but nurture their journey by just asking them to share. They're going to feel really excited about that and just tons of celebration and praise for their participating. You also want to be sure that you have everybody help you as much as possible so that you can enjoy the magic you've created. And this includes cleaning up because I can say that if you're the organizer, sometimes you get stuck with it all and being part of a coven, it's a group and you're all in it from the very beginning to the very end. So it's not like you're hosting a workshop and people are just coming as attendees. Remember, this is a circle of equals and everybody participates. 
That's right. It's like when you have a house party and you got those couple of good friends that stay behind to help you clean yeah. up the, the shit trashing mess that you just had. But in a coven, everybody should be stepping up. Everybody should be pulling Absolutely. So Absolutely. And then if they don't, then that's one of those disagreements that needs to be dealt with because it will yeah. foster resentment. And then the integrity of the coven will be uh, broken. Yeah. Um I do see here just like this is something that's come to my mind and you mentioned it just to deviate here for a second. You mentioned it a little couple minutes ago. You're like, if we meet every week, is there like, what about meeting? How much should you be meeting? Does it have to be every week? That's a good question. You know, I think, um, well, it can be whatever you want. I would think once a week is very ambitious. Yeah, I would would think so. A lot of work. So I probably would say uh, I would start with once a month and you could do something associated with the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to meet on the full moon and you could always incorporate some kind of full moon ritual or new moon ritual. You could do right. something like that. Or maybe it's like the third Wednesday of every month or something, you know, you know, you're only going to, you're going to know what your schedule is going to be. But um, again, don't be overly ambitious because it is a lot of work to get your footing. Mm-hmm. And then once it's all flowing, then you can always increase the frequency of meeting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there also needs to be consideration given to finances. It doesn't have to cost a lot, but there is likely going to be some expenses. Uh, Maybe you need to rent a space. There could be supplies for a ritual, food, etc. So our suggestion is to have a set amount that you ask people to contribute to each gathering and that anything left over goes into the coven money cauldron for another time. And so someone in the group can be the coven treasurer. Yeah, this is important. This has been an issue for me in the past where I've I've done things like I've uh haven't asked and then been had to foot the bill. I've also this has just been my experience and and this you know might not be for happen to everybody, but when I've done in the past and I've said by donation, some people are very generous and some people aren't. And then that can create some problems in that sometimes that brings about resentment. Although, of course, everyone has different financial means. So you want to make it affordable. So don't rent a place that's so expensive that yeah. people can't afford it. But, you know, um, have a discussion with the group beforehand, like what would be reasonable and what could everybody afford mm-hmm. um, having so that piece. But I've led circles where I haven't covered my costs because people have just made a donation and they've maybe put in a toonie or something like that. And then I haven't been able to cover all my costs and I've had to. Um, you know, assume the financial responsibility. And that's on the same realm of helping each other clean up at the end. So it sounds like Carla that you've been in some situations where you're just being everyone's mom and really you got to pull out your grand high pussy stuff, (laughs) slam it on the ground and be like, yo, witches. Like we got to talk about some things. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and also think- too, then if you want on this aspect, cause you said that everybody has different financial situations. Um, maybe you need to dial back some of your expectations of things you want to pay for too. Like yeah. if you have, if you got some poor witches like me, <laughs> yeah. Right? so it's got to be a give and take situation to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Respecting where everyone's at. And then also, you know, meeting the needs of the group that have been t- discussed and agreed upon together. So yes, I had to learn about boundaries and also um, not doing it all. Yeah. Lifelong lesson. Um, Yes. And then finally, the most important thing 
is actually to always come back to your intention of why you're creating this group and have fun because you can become like the organizing, uh, it can be just become like a, an exercise in organization and you lose the joy out of it. And the whole purpose of this is to come together as women and create magic. So mm-hmm. don't get overwhelmed with the process. Let it be imperfect. It can take time to find a rhythm and flow and just enjoy what you've created and really celebrate, like take, take the opportunity after every coven group with everyone to just really be present with what you've created and celebrate that. And um, yeah, find that joy. I have another question. I know what we're going to wrap this up, but I keep having all these questions. Um, What about men? You let men into your coven? Would you say yes? Would you say no? Like what are the rules around that? That's, that's totally dependent on the, on the coven. It's not, uh, not allowed. It's not, not allowed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Double negative. It's not, not allowed. Um, so I would say that really just depends on the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Other questions? I mean, probably after the show ends, I'll be like, ah! <laughs> I was like, you know, thinking like an outsider here. So, I mean, it's obvious that this is something that you do on a regular basis. I do not. My coven is with my cats. <laughs> well, I actually don't have like a formal witch's coven. I've been in many, many circles, like right. women's temples and goddess circles and, mm-hmm. you know, things that are very witchy, but yeah. I've never specifically called it a coven, but I think that many of the principles are are the same. Yeah, of and, course. Um, yeah, I guess I just would say that if, you know, you are interested in doing something like this and you need support, you know, putting together the format, coming up with ceremonies, um, logistics, uh, all of those pieces, like that is something that I offer and I could create something customized for you. So if you're curious and you'd like support around being able to run run a coven or a circle, just, um, yeah, reach out to me through the show notes and we can set up a, a free call to chat more about what that could look like. So there you have it. That's a rapid round fire of how to get your coven up and started. Next time when we're back, we got a special interview with a guest. Carla, do you want to tell them who it is? Yes, it's about uh, sex and cancer and it's with the incredible Faith Locks. So I'm really excited. She's got an, an just a really powerful story to share. And it's going to be a great interview. Awesome. I can't wait to sit down and chat with her. Anyways, we're the grand high pussies, little Leah and Halloween, right? <laughs> we are also the radical sex witches and we will see you next time. <laughs>《Hello, witchy listener, it's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.'